All right. Heather, welcome to the show. Happy Thanks. to have you here today. We're, so yeah, today we're super excited to chat with Heather, which is also known as Red Crystal Dragon in the Web3 world. Uh, she's an NFT artist, comic artist, graphic designer, illustrator, and working on some interesting NFT projects um, that I saw on your site, okay. uh, which I'm excited to dive into. Um, but if we can start out, just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing maybe pre-Web3, and then we'll get into it. Pre-Web3, I was working for... Um a side chain kind of thing of uh, doing phone service for uh, cable companies. Um, I was video support for uh, a, a cable company. So, yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> Were you doing any graphic design work there? No, unfortunately. Nobody has seen my work really in the professional <laughs> world outside of Web3. When did you get into graphic design and illustration then? Um, I went to school for it about 15 years ago uh, at the College of Southern Idaho in uh, Twin Falls. I also went to school for history at Miami University in um, Cincinnati. And then I didn't do anything with my degrees, uh, with, with any of my education, until um, last summer when I finally found uh, Bankless Dow. Um, which I've been working with in the Design Guild, AV Guild, Marketing Guild, um, and Ultrasound Merch, which was created out of that, um, where we create uh, a place for Web3 artists to get merch made um, to have awesome stuff, you know, shirts for various things. I've got a few up there myself, so... Nice, nice. Yeah, tell us about how you came into the um, the world of DAOs and Web three. Like, where did you find Bankless DAO, or what was that first thing where that sparked your interest? That one's going to be a little bit of a weird trip. Um, Let's hear it. <laughs> I originally had no intention of being anything near crypto at all, right? So I had started, um, you know, because of a love of language. I was looking for Spanish-speaking podcasts. I don't speak Spanish myself, not well, um, but I was looking for it so that I could um, do better things with, you know, with language. I was going to try to improve my Spanish, and um, that didn't get far because I found a, a different podcast, uh, "Time Suck" with Dan Cummins, um, and that was three years ago. Okay, there's a pre there's a reason for this lead up. Um, I found their Discord and hang out with some of the other people on their Discord, uh, and that's that's been going on for the last three or four years. And um, then last summer, a friend of mine said, "Hey, a friend of mine from that Discord said, hey, there's this other crypto thing coming up. You want to get in on it? Uh, come with me now." And I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't lose more than I already have. You know, it was right after my husband died. So it's, well, not right after, it was like almost a year. Uh, but still, it was like, you know, just fresh. And I needed some way of, you know, supporting myself and my son. And um, so I was like, okay, well, let's look in on it and see what this whole hullabaloo is because you start seeing a whole lot more crypto when you start. <laughs> finding out more about crypto. So I go into this mm. 
that one turned out to be a scam and my friend lost money. But it was through that that I met Quiggy, <laughs> who introduced me to Bankless Dow and Bankless Academy, mm. which was at that time not yet released. Um, Bankless Academy is a program where they introduce the non-crypto people to crypto. Um, so I helped create the first video uh, in the um, first lesson. Um, I, I did some of the artwork that was used on it. Um, and that was over the course of the last year, uh, helping out with that and getting into Bankless DAO and, and then like starting to do NFTs because they said, you can make money with the NFTs. And I'm like, heck yeah, let me make some money over there. And, and now I'm sitting here going, why did I do this? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I've started a project in March, um, doing an NFT every day. Um, so I, I spend about two hours drawing live on my Behance, um, okay. which you can find through my website, uh, redcrystaldragon.com. And uh, I, I do that live every day. Um, and for about two hours, I go from a blank page to a completed NFT. Um, random. I've, I've got this whole list of, of themes uh, for the month and the week. Um if you haven't noticed, there's an, a slight attraction to skulls in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I accidentally had the creepiest Easter ever uh, because my theme for April was skulls. And um, yeah, so every day I'm drawing skulls for the <laughs> month of April and Easter week was really, really creepy. <laughs> Um, but it was a lot of fun getting there. <laughs> um, That's awesome. And, and so that contest was inspired by someone else from Bankless DAO, uh, CryptoBushi, who's doing an NFT every day as well. Uh, his are better by far because he does 3D and I do just uh, raster drawings. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So he's cool. Yeah. So when you. When you got into uh, into Bankless DAO, was it just a total new world for you? Did, like, how did you, how would you explain a DAO now that you've been in one to someone who's never heard of a DAO and never been in Discord? As far as our DAO, it's probably one of the best working environments that you could be in, as long as you're getting paid, of course. Um, because if, if you're just hanging out to hang out, that's great. But if you're doing it full time, you need to make sure you have a handle on, on supporting it because sometimes it's not always, you know, the happiest paycheck because you're paid in crypto. <laughs> um, and yay, bear markets suck. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, Otherwise, the working environment is probably the best one I've ever been in. Um, having your coworkers be very encouraging. Um, happy to see you, happy to help you, happy to um, explain things that you don't understand because math and me, we're not friends. Um, show me the art stuff and I'm fine. Uh, and currently I am, am a role holder in the AV Guild. Uh, so... I help with a lot of creation of our video services, our podcasts, um, 
I did a short stint with uh, Crypto Sapiens, which is one of the podcasts that came out of Bankless DAO, um, doing diversity with uh, three of my artist friends, um, talking about diversity in Web3 and making sure it's inclusive as, as we can get. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a, <laughs> a fun trip. Um, having somebody uh, introduce you to a, a work environment that, embraces your neurodiversity do you know how hard that is <laughs> um <laughs> uh finding out that people don't care if you're white black or whatever you're a person and you matter um finding out you know that there's an environment where it doesn't matter your gender you're welcome to be there you're yeah heck yeah let's hear you you know um work with you we want to work with you because you're good at it. You know, they care more about your abilities than, than what you look like, uh, what size you wear, what hair color you have, et cetera. You know, um, that kind of environment really, really does make a world a better place. And I, I, I can't work anywhere else now. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> That's such a, that must've been such a cool transformation. Um, for, the people that don't know how DAOs work or guilds and you say how you make money, how do you make money? Uh, and do you do this full time now for money? Yes, I am. That's, that's so cool. Um, I, I do this full time. Granted, it does not pay a lot, but it pays enough. And that's the important part. Um, I, uh, uh, I get paid per mm -hmm. project I work on. Like if they want a graphic, I get paid for that graphic. If they want an animation, I get paid for that animation. Um, I'm also getting paid for doing administrative stuff with um, the Design Guild and AV Guilds. Uh, like I said, I'm a role holder with AV Guild. Um, but in Design Guild, I also coordinate the uh, POAPs for our weekly meetings, uh, the, the weekly DAO-wide meetings. Um, and our POAPs now are... Uh, we have two of them every week. One is a premium POAP that people get paid for. So that's even better, getting paid in Matic or Bank, uh, either way, depending on um, how they uh, split it out. And because I'm involved in that, uh, in the coordination for that, I'm also getting paid from those POAPs, which is really nice. Um, the, the revenue split is great. Um Plus, I, with uh, working on um, ultrasound merch, I get um, a dividend of the sales for various shirts that we sell, um, the ones that I helped put up, um, <laughs> other than my own, of course, because I, I get a little bit of a smidge. <laughs> so. When you say you get paid from the POAPs, how does that work? So for those who don't know, a POAP is proof of attendance protocol. So it's an NFT that basically just shows that you went to this meeting, essentially, it sounds like. So you have one that yep. shows that you're there and another that you mm -hmm. get that shows that you're there, but you get paid for somehow. So are you getting paid yep. just because you attended or what's, what's I guess, the value you that know, you're providing there? Um, a premium POAP is not... Uh, a freebie. They uh, the person who gets the Po app pays for it. They pay approximately two Matic, at least from the ones for the community call for Bankless Down. 
um, which is why we have two of them. One is free. Anybody who shows up can claim that one. Um, the premium one, uh, and this is also helping improve our, our artists in the design guild, um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, okay, guys, this is something you want to get paid for, right? Don't just put crap out. <laughs> so they're, they're putting out really good work. Um, I did one that took me probably, I want to say, three weeks of illustration uh, because I did it animated uh, for Father's Day. Um, and it was the father's journey, you know, going from diapers to, uh, to graduation, to marriage and, you know, uh, and, and it was animated. It was kind of cute. Um, I think it's on my website now as a, a, a possibility that I can do for, for, for purchase, you know, um, but with, uh, POAPs, the, the premium one, we try to, um, make it as high quality and mm -hmm. potentially animated as well. Cause that'll get the artist paid more, um, mm -hmm. and, and me on the side, but at the same time, more for the artists, they get more of it. <laughs> yep. Just so I understand this correctly. So the paid po app, the, um, is there any utility or value that comes out of that? Or is it just owning the art of, um, that po app? For that one, it is the owning of the art. Um, there, there's not really with poaps in general. There's not really anything um, you're gonna do with it other than have it. Uh, so having two of them, that's why we offer two. Uh, is one you don't have to get, mm -hmm. but it's an extra bonus feature um, by itself. But it's the it, it has done well so far. Um, we've been making some pretty good. Uh, happenings with it because there's a lot of people that just want co-ops and they don't care how much it costs you know tomatic really isn't that much so um so. when you said that you know like hey like you do something for the guild and you get paid through that how do you decide how much mm -hmm. work goes into something for how much you're going to you know like get paid for it say again for the bounty. yeah yeah for the bounty. um the mm -hmm. the person who sets the bounty for, for the item, you decide uh, as the artist whether it's worth putting your artwork out there for it. Um, because like for me, I can spend two hours and have a full NFT or I can give it to somebody who's needing more um, finances coming in and wants to improve their skills. And they can do it and, and take the time that they know they can take, you know, you know, however you decide uh -huh. you, you don't pick up something you don't think is worth your time to do. So generally speaking with, um, bankless Dow, the tradition since last year has been, uh, about 3000 bank for the POAPs right now. That's not a lot, but that, um, is something that you as the artist has to decide whether it's worth it or not. So if it's worth it, you do it. If it's not, you don't take that bounty. So, uh, whoever puts out the, 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 the work request is the one who decides what they want to spend on it. And you as the artist decide, do I want to place my time with that? Or do I want to get something that's, that's more, um, more potential behind it? For other graphic designers out there who might, be a little intimidated by 
Web3 and Discord and NFTs. What would your advice be to them? Like, would you say if this isn't interesting to you at all, don't even look at it? Or do you think most graphic designers could benefit from being part of the space? I could say that it's just another space to put your art. It's no different than hanging it in a gallery. It's no different than hanging it uh, on a company's website. Um, it, it really isn't any different, to be fair. You're going to have your art thieves anywhere. They've had art thieves before there was the internet. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to have your bad actors. They've had those long before the internet. So you just deal with it. It's, it's just another space. There's no difference. If you want to be there, you want to be there. If you don't, it's not for you. Web3 is not for everybody. It's for me, but it may not be for you. Do you think, how do you think Web3 is going to change um, like the work culture or just like jobs in general? Because it sounds like it is going to really empower this almost like freelance type like this like you're part of a company but you're not because it's an organization or is it talk to us like how you think that this is going to change the landscape from your perspective i think what it's going to do is give um a lot of people an ability to put their work out and have it seen have it bought and figure out for themselves how they want to make web3 because Web3 isn't any one individual. It's not any one country. There's too many of us worldwide. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's, yes, it's the future. And we decide how it becomes, whether it's the, the utopia we want or the dystopia we don't want is going to be up to the people in it more than anything. And if you think of it as being, uh, say, a dystopian nightmare world, well, that's what it's going to be for you. Everyone decides what their world really is, regardless of what, you know, an individual sees, that individual sees what they're going to see, whether it's the reality of things or not. And, you know, we as individuals figure out which one of those realities is real for us. Because uh, I don't know about you, but um, I'm just this little five-pound mess running a, a meat suit and um, <laughs> hoping that it gets somewhere properly. Uh, <laughs> you know, so um, it's just we're all different shaped meat suits that, you know, we got to figure out what, the thing in our craniums really is trying to get and web three is just another place. So within bankless DAO, you, you keep mentioning these guilds. Can you kind of talk about what a guild is and how you become a part of one? Sure. Um, the guilds in bankless DAO are just basically departments. Um, AV guild is audio visual. We do the podcasts, the videos, the uh, other, you know, sound boards, whatever. Um, Design Guild handles the, the more still graphics, the web graphics, 
those kinds of things. Bankless also has a writer's guild for those that um, write newsletters, blog posts, um, blog posts. I can talk, I promise. Um, <laughs> blog posts. Um, and uh, then there's the Education Guild, who actually has no hand truly in uh, Bankless Academy, because Bankless Academy's become its own thing now. Um, you know, ver various projects wind up getting spun out. Basically, what our, our guilds are is you need an AV person to do this project. Okay, so you go to the AV guild and say, hey, I've got a bounty for an AV person. I need this project done. And they will hire through that. Um, and same with the, the Writers Guild and the, uh, the Design Guild. Then we have our Translators Guilds uh, that does the translation of all products that we do within the DAO into the various international languages, um, like Chinese, uh, Turkish, Italian, Latvian, um, you know, whatever language they need. Um, we've got a lot of different international media nodes specifically for those places. And it's been awesome. Um, the, they do all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then we have, um, you know, the, the guilds are basically just where you find the talent for the thing you need. So developers guild. So how does writing. the, so how does the administration piece work? Like, how do you do, like you, something needs to be done, but then how does it like, what's the web? How does it? Oh, decentralized uh, governments in, uh, in our, uh, our guilds, uh, well, at least with um, with AV Guild, we're not even got a, a guild coordinator right now. We've decentralized that, so it's between those of us who are role holders for other jobs. Like for me, I'm, I'm governance mm -hmm. in um, the AV Guild, but I also do some of the uh, guild coordinator roles uh, because this this uh, season we gotcha. didn't have somebody in that spot. Um, but between us, we've been managing it. Uh, as far as the DAO goes, we have people who are elected to um, mm -hmm. our governance places and uh, they handle making the rules for the DAO, making, uh, making sure people get paid properly, making sure um, various uh, projects get funded, um, managing the DAO in general. Yeah, it's been a uh, a little bit of an, a different trip, but uh, seeing it is is pretty cool. Watching it happen. You mentioned you were in. Is it a diversity da guild or or what was the diversity piece you're talking about? Oh no. Uh, <laughs> um, there was a uh, short lived um, because we ran out of particular subjects um, and. and time to get the three of us together because mm -hmm. we've got so much going on. Um, it was a podcast called Diversity, where, uh, but it was part of Crypto Sapiens. Um, we would uh, talk about different projects that were doing it right in Web3, um, like the uh, Alexis.art uh, um, was a... Uh, it is a um, 
NFT project working on um, helping trans people get support and uh, they're doing amazing work. Um, they have these Harry Potter like um, photograph images of real people, um, real trans people, and it gives their stories and they have different um, pictures of each of those and, you know, really makes them look really amazing. Um, and the most amazing part, I think myself, is that it was started out of Mexico City. So a, a country whose culture is not exactly known for being welcoming to the different is 100% welcoming to these different, and they're great. Uh, and it is international as well. They've got uh, support in Spain as well as uh, Mexico, too. Um, and then, of course, we've got a, a few here in the United States who work on it, too. Um, but, yeah, that, that project is one of my favorites uh, that we talked about. Um, then there was uh, Cabin Dow, making sure people had homes. Um, there was that, uh, the what about male to masculine toxicity? Um, you know, you know the the toxic Chad guy we were talking about. Um, <laughs> like, w let's not have that in Web three. We don't need that. We don't we need, need any Andrew Tates in Web three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, we we want good people uh, in the the Web three world. <laughs> Um, so you said there's some projects that are doing diversity right in Web3 and inclusion. How do you define that? Like, what, what does that look like? If they are, uh, let, okay, like the BFF project, okay? BFF um, sent out the bracelets to various people. They also sold them. Um, but the people on their project uh, is a diverse list of uh, where they come from, what they do, who they are, uh, the projects that they're doing within that work on making sure inclusivity is important to both them and the people who, who buy from them. Um, they make it so that it's, it's more than just a, uh, hey, there's this cool thing. Um, another project that would hit well with us if we could have gotten a hold of one of them to um, be part of our show would have been rainbow rolls um, rainbow rolls make sure that they are trying to help people um, pay their hospital bills because in the United States medical is outrageously expensive um, same pr uh, procedures in the United States and in um, many European countries the United States is like several times more expensive um, and, and it's unnecessary, unnecessarily expensive. Um, even with the inclusion of, you know, having insurance, you've got people going broke because they can't afford to pay the bills. But Rainbow Rolls doesn't care what color your skin is, what, what income level you're at. They're going to help you pay your bills with your uh, hospital bills with that, um, with the, the help of, various um, purchasers of the NFTs. Um, Cabin Dow doesn't care anything about your history or whatever. They want to make sure that people have homes. They, they just are working on things. You know, it's 
the the kind of thing that we were looking for was making sure that the people on the project were a diverse list and that they didn't have restriction about who could support and or receive support from their project. Um, excuse me. So that, that was our particulars on that. That's, that's really cool. So it was just like, you needed help. You got help. You could have, and you could have been whatever race, whatever gender, whatever, you could have been a billionaire or have zero dollars to your name. The, it's the whole premise that a person is a person. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. That, that was our, that was our philosophy is if we're doing it right, you're going to be seen for what you need to be seen. Um, and we're going to try to make sure that we have a good connection between us. So we would promote projects that had that. Do you think Web3 projects are just as accessible to everybody to, to like be able to feed that inclusivity? Like, do you think it's easy enough for the masses to be a part of this? I think so. Um, getting involved in Web3 really isn't expensive. I had zero dollars when I got into it. I've earned everything that I've made here. Um, anyone can do that. Granted, not everyone can do the art side like I do, but I mean, there's something for everyone to do in Web3. Um, if you're good at, you know, looking good and making things sound good, you could be in the video side, um, which is why I don't usually like see my face <laughs> in this. <laughs> um, it was like, show my art, not my face. We'll put, your, um, we'll, we'll put your art up there on the, on the, the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you have a rotating list of my NFTs. Yeah, we'll be good. <laughs> yeah and it sounds like even in, in Bankless style, there's translators, there's video editors, there's sound editors, there's administrators. Um, yep. It's incredible. There's something for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the biggest challenges is everyone thinks, oh, like, I don't want to be involved in crypto. Like, I don't have any money. Yeah. It's so hard to get involved. No, it's not. They just jump in. Just like everywhere else. Where would you point newbies that are kind of against it and apprehensive? Where would you say, like, maybe it's a graphic design freelancer. Where, Where would you say they start? They have to start with what they want to uh, be involved in. Have them find a project that suits their mentality. Like if you want to be in a project that caters to the ultra rich and the completely disconnected from the real world, go join your Board Apes Yacht Club um, and, and, and the people that run that. If you want to be on a project that um, saves the rainforest, join ClimateDAO. Uh, if you want to be on a project that um, supports paying hospital bills, find a way to get involved with Rainbow Roll. Um, you, you're going to find your ways. There's there's entirely too many things out there that will 100% support what you want in web three 
and everywhere else. Um, it, it's the same. I, I'd give the same information to somebody asking about getting into um, graphic design in general. You find a project that supports what you want to do in the world and find out how you can be uh, supportive either with your skills or with your money. Um, either way, because uh, it's entirely both of them are the same. Um, Web3 and, and real world find the project that supports what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Where can people find those projects? Like, is there, what's the easiest way to, to search? Yeah. A lot of times it's a Google search. I mean, seriously, you, you want to support um, homeless shelters in the United States? Google search homeless shelters in the United States dot NFT, you know, or, or you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it really is a no-brainer. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to find about you know, 5,000 different NFT projects that are trying to support various homeless shelters in the Web3 world just as much as you're going to find it in uh, anything else. Um, you know, you just got to know how to look and how to use a search engine. And uh, at this point, if you're coming out of high school and you don't know how to use a search engine... Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, we got big problems then. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's so cool. So, um, that's so cool that it's already so accessible. I mean, I guess it's been so accessible for years now, uh, and that it's just only mm -hmm. increasing in accessibility. And it, it seems like it's not necessarily the accessibility. That's the issue maybe to some, but it's more so the awareness, uh, of how easy it actually yeah. is and how, cause they, the things that get the news are the things that they're the most dramatic, um, the spammers, yeah. the hackers, the, the fraud, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, all the nefarious things. But yep. I don't think anybody's ever talked about like stories like this. of just falling into things and really seeing what people yeah. do. If it wasn't for a Google search, genetics would never have found 95% of the things that she brought to me and says, Red, Red, you got to see this. And I'm like, okay, hang on. Uh, genetics is one of my um, coworkers with uh, Ultrasound Merch, and she was the first female that I really got to know in the design guild. Um, so we, we both uh, wound up becoming very good friends. <laughs> So that's cool. So you're, you're full time mm -hmm. making money in Web3 as a, I don't even, do you call yourself a freelancer? Yeah, I'm a freelancer. As a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Are there any other DAOs that you're a part of or are you making your full income through Bankless DAO? Right now I am making my full income through Bankless DAO. And like I said, it's wow. not a lot because uh, I haven't put a whole lot of, of time. At this point, uh, I work maybe two days a week, mm -hmm. um, and it depends on how much I want to work, you know. So, two days a week of sitting through meetings, and then I do <laughs> whatever I want on the outside. So, uh, what I want to do is build my art side um, and get people to buy my NFTs, uh, buy my art, mm -hmm. you know, make prints of it, make uh, t-shirts, make whatever you want out of it. And, you know, 
have cool yeah, stuff happen. Sure. Well, let's talk about that side a little bit. What What are you doing there? So you're doing this 365 day NFT challenge where you're um, creating NFTs live um, on your Discord, I think, and uh, Behance. Um, um, yeah, in Behance, uh, because right now my mm. power supply died in my computer. Um, so my computer is a cool little brick right now. Um, but <laughs> we're getting that fixed shortly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I stream to, um, Behance every day. Um, and I stream to Behance more than just the, the 365 challenge. I'm also, um, illustrating a comic book on um tapas.io uh called um tapestry of gaia cool which my son is the author for um yeah so uh if you look for tapestry of gaia on tapas uh.io <laughs> uh you'll find my art um furry art um what what does the business model look like there for to try to make a living or extra income as an nft artist aside from being part of a dao Um, the nft side when it's by myself it's just uh kind of a spray and pray kind of thing i throw out the nft every day and i hope Mm. somebody buys them um that project i don't get any of that until the end of the year um, and my year ends in the second week of March. Why is that? Um, because that was the challenge was, is to draw an NFT every day for a year. And, um, all of the funds from that goes into a Gnosis safe, um, that is actually not just me on the thing. Um, genetics and Chris of crypto and my son are also on it. And I have to have three out of the four signatures in order to get any of that out. Um, So, yeah. So that's not making any money right now. Um, So my NFTs aren't aren't, uh, what's supporting me. It's what I'm doing within the DAO, the the bounties that I'm doing within the DAO to um, earn that way. That's what's paying my bills right now. Mm-hmm. How would people find your NFT art? It's a spray and pray technique. So you're you're creating this stuff, you're putting it out on OpenSea or wherever. How are you hoping people actually find it to buy it? I'm putting it on OpenSea. Um, I also have uh, links to it through my website, redcrystaldragon.com, um, as, lo- as well as all of my other projects. Uh, I have four other ongoing projects that I'm creating art for. Um, Southern Skulls, which is uh, based on some art that I, it's going to be a 10 piece project um, that was initially started as um, I wanted to make, uh, vector images, vectors are um, mathematically created images using skulls. I did one, um, I have any examples of it up here with me. Um, all of my examples are on my computer that is dead. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah. Um, and and you can see that on my website there. I've got a t-shirt that comes for it. Um, speaking of the t-shirt, 
Oh, cool. Oh, very cool. So that's one of your NFTs? Yeah, this is one of the NFTs. Um, and if you bought the NFT, you would get this t-shirt included. Nice. Do you use a service for that? Isn't there a certain platform that helps like NFTs with t-shirts specifically? Um, that one is actually through Ultrasound Merch. Uh, so the t-shirt that you would get is 100% cotton. Um, it is direct-to-garment printed, so it doesn't uh, flake away or fade weird, um, which is always good. Um, <laughs> uh, we have um, a printer right now. We have a printer in um, California that handles our printing. Uh, we buy um, – they, they went through the supply chain and found that the, the people that they buy the blanks from – um, try to keep it as um, conscience friendly as possible. So, 100% organic cotton, um, uh, ethically sourced. That's what it's called. Ethically sourced. Yeah. <laughs> making sure everybody in the supply chain is actually making a living uh, in that chain. So, we appreciated that point. Nice. So what, what else in Web3 are you involved in? Like what, what's next for you here? Um, I'm actively looking for the next project to work with. So yeah, um, don't have anything yet on that palette other than the, um, uh, there's another comic I'm working on that I'm, I'm writing, but, uh, it's slow going because I'm very slow writing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if anybody listening wants to find your NFTs or uh, buy some of your NFTs, where if you want to find the NFTs, they can go to my website. I link all of my website. Uh, all of my NFTs are, are linked through my website. Um, and I, there's a the first set of links on my website is um, to show where they can catch my NFTs. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes for sure. Um, Thomas, awesome. did you have any last minute questions here? No, I think this is it. That was, that was a really cool conversation. Great. Yeah. Thanks for, for being on the show. Um, we learned so much about DAOs. This was great. Um, so I learned a lot today. <laughs> I have fun. Thanks.